0: Hello and welcome back to another episode of A Cozy Christmas Podcast. My name is Art and happy Thanksgiving everyone. I don't know about you, but by the time you listen to this, there's a very good chance I will be passed out on my couch, slowly digesting turkey and stuffing and gravy and mashed potatoes and sweet potatoes and corn and green beans and rolls and pumpkin pie and apple pie and salads and... And so much more good food that than I can share. So let me welcome you, if you are uh, pre or post turkey coma, to another episode of a cozy Christmas podcast. I have such a fun episode planned for today. I'll be talking with Liz Ireland about her new Mrs. Claus mystery series book called Mrs. Claus and the Trouble with Turkeys. And if everything goes according to plan, I'm reading it right now this this week. And I will be talking about it once in an upcoming episode once I finish it. But I can't imagine I'm going to hate it. I'm really excited to get to it uh, this week. Also, this being said, of today's Thanksgiving, tomorrow is Christmas decorating day. So if you need me, I'll be outside on a ladder hanging up Christmas lights. My son will be standing by with 911 on speed dial. Gracie's going to be running around singing Christmas carols. My wife is probably going to be taking a very well-deserved nap. She has had a incredibly busy year this year. She's been working on a master's degree and all kinds of other projects and things she's she's been in, involved with. So I think she's earned a day of rest. <laughs> but I can't. I would love to hear about how and and when and how and why and when where do you decorate? What are some of your Christmas traditions? What are you most looking forward to this year? Let me know. Uh, you can send me an email at cozychristmaspodcast at gmail dot com, and I'll read your Christmas memories, your traditions, your stories. Send them my way. I would love to hear from you. Hello there. I have a public service announcement. With me today is Pumpkin. Now, Pumpkin doesn't say much. Pumpkin is a dog. She's an Australian Shepherd and she is the delight of my life. <laughs> Sorry, kids. So her vet this year sent out an email about some of the harmful foods for your pets that should be avoided at, at Thanksgiving. I would have Pumpkin read it, but she lost her glasses. Uh, They said, with Thanksgiving just around the corner, this time of year is a busy time for family and friends. While we gather to enjoy our meals, we often forget that some of the foods we eat are not the best to share with our furry friends and can have consequences. So they link an article called Four Harmful Thanksgiving Foods for Pets. And so the article is at ASPCAPro.org. And uh, Pumpkin and I want you to know that We want the best for your pets this year. So with that in mind, this article says in part, Thanksgiving is a time of gratitude and indulgence. You got that right. Uh, It goes on to say with all the extra food and chaos this time of year, it's important to be prepared to treat pets for common foods served around the holidays. Here are some helpful tips from the ASPCA Animal Poison Control Center for diagnosis and treatment of common Thanksgiving pet poisons. Uh, So some foods to avoid, they mentioned, are onions and garlic. I did not actually know that, but my oldest son's girlfriend is a vet tech, and she mentioned when we first got pumpkin, don't feed dogs onions. She sees that, I guess, often people will bring in pets that have eaten onions, and they they get very sick. So uh, no onions, no garlic. Animal bones. A lot of what I know about animals I've learned from watching cartoons um, so, say what you will about that, but you know you've always seen the dogs chewing on a bone. Remember that cooked bones, especially cooked animal bones. I mean, what other bones would you be cooking? Hey, get Uncle Harry out of the out of the pot. Yeah, the cooked bones become soft; they can uh, tend to splinter. And this article says there is risk for esophageal damage. They said to be careful about bullying, or bullion or bouillon. Bullion cubes are used when making stocks like gravy and other items. It says uh, the reason for this is that bouillon contains a very high amount of sodium, and ingestion of these cubes may lead to hypernatremia. Um, and I'll spare you the details of, of the, um, the symptoms of that, but uh, it can actually be fairly fatal to them. Um, and then another food they said to be careful about. Are baked goods, which makes me sad. But it says <laughs> pumpkin pie with whipped cream and apple pie with whipped cream are all classics during this time of year and can lead to pancreatitis if ingested. It says that baked goods made with xylitol can cause hypoglycemia, possibly resulting in liver failure. I, I think it's especially that that um, chemical called xylitol which they have found is is very toxic to pets, which is actually even in some peanut butter, I've been told. So you want to keep an eye on that. Anyway, I found that article to be helpful. I'll link that in the show notes if that's something you want to read in more depth. Uh, But do, do be careful. Our dog, you know, Pumpkin here, she loves chicken. She loves turkey. And she is going out of her mind wanting to eat this food. But we have to be careful with the carcass, you know, because those bones can splinter and really do some damage inside of her. They do give a phone number if you're not sure or need to call the Animal Poison Control, which I did not know was a thing. But the number for that is 888-426-4435. And they will be able to assist you at any time 24-7. This article also has some more descriptions of the symptoms to look for and ways the vet would probably treat it. But you you might also want to just be aware if there's a local vet or emergency hospital nearby just in case. Well, Pumpkin, do you want to um, say a few words? Okay, that doesn't really translate well into um, podcast. (laughs) Okay, with that, We'll go ahead and uh, send you back to our regularly scheduled program. Please enjoy this interview with Liz Ireland, author of the Mrs. Claus Mystery Series. Today on A Cozy Christmas Podcast... Yes, I almost forgot the name of my podcast. Uh, <laughs> I've been doing too many. Uh, yeah. Well, <laughs> welcome back to a cozy Christmas podcast. I have uh, a special returning guest today, Liz Ireland. She's the author of the Mrs. Claus mystery series, and uh, this is uh, we read uh, Mrs. Claus and the Santa Land Slains for our uh, January book club pick. We all really enjoyed that. Um, Liz, welcome back. To a cozy Christmas podcast.
1: Hi, Art. Thanks for having me back. It's good to be here. Always fun to talk to you. <laughs> Absolutely,
0: I enjoy talking to myself too. So no, that's <laughs> why a podcast. You know, I just talk to myself. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, it's great to have you back on. And uh, for fans of the of the Mrs. Claus Mystery series, uh, you've got a new book coming out uh, on Thanks uh, for Thanksgiving, which uh, if yeah. my Podcast schedule holds tight. This will be the Thanksgiving episode. So, th- Happy Thanksgiving, and you have published this fall, Mrs. Claus and the Trouble with Turkeys. Yes. Uh, well, tell us a little bit about uh, what Mrs. Claus has been up to this year, because I know you have a, a novella out as well for uh, for Halloween.
1: Right. We just and uh, there was a a, a Kensington uh, Myth, cozy mystery compilation or anthology and called The Halloween Cupcake Murder. My novella in that book is called Mrs. Claus and the Candy Corn Caper. And it's set during Halloween. Santa Land is uh, celebrating Halloween once again. And this year they're having a bake-off. And Mrs. Claus has chosen the bake-off ingredient and she picked candy corn, not realizing that candy corn isn't really something in Santa Land. So... The, you know the elves are having to figure out how to get candy corn or how to make it and then they order a batch that gets stolen and that's the beginning of the story and then um they're trying to figure out well how do you bake with candy corn I don't think Mrs Claus thought this out very much well, so <laughs> um but then there are two rival Bakers um the silver bells bakery and chestnuts cake Emporium who are uh kind of are kind of, they have a little rivalry going on because Chestnut's Cake Emporium is sort of the upstart new bakery that everybody wants to go to, and um, he's kind of taken one of Silver Bell's best bakers named Wink, and Wink, uh, unfortunately, is found dead at the Cake Emporium one morning and next to a candy corn cupcake that he's he's made as a prototype for the bake-off, so um so they're trying, Mrs. Claus is trying to figure out what's happened to the stolen candy corn, um, who killed Wink, you know, various mm-hmm. things, you know, lots, lots going on. And meanwhile, the, the elves at Castle Kringle have decided they're going to celebrate Thanksgiving this year. They're going to do it as a surprise for to Mrs. Claus because um, they don't really celebrate Thanksgiving in Santa Land. Um, so... At least, not you know, in the American tradition. So, but they're going to do this for her because she is an American by birth. Butterbean the elf has, um, he's he's ordered a turkey online and um, he's having one imported to Santa Land um, from Farley's Turkey Farm in in Arkansas, and it it all goes bad. You know, it it's, it mm-hmm. doesn't work out very well. So it's sort of um, it's sort of well, I guess I would call it an Easter egg sort of <laughs> thing for uh for the the novella readers. It's kind of a, a sort of a a little lead-in to Mrs. Claus and the trouble with turkeys, because eventually the turkey does show up and his name is Gobbles. He's a live turkey, <laughs> and they're having to uh, they build a big big enclosure for Gobbles, uh, like a turkey condo at Castle Kringle. And one morning at the beginning of Mrs. Claus and the Trouble with Turkeys, um, Gobbles is gone. He's been birdnapped, they assume. Um, They don't know whether it's by somebody who's a turkey fanatic or somebody who wants their own Thanksgiving dinner. Um, They aren't sure. So the that's the beginning of the Mrs. Claus and the trouble with turkeys, because she has to try to locate um, locate the Thanksgiving dinner, um, and <laughs> uh-huh. it's unclear whether it's, or there is going to be a Thanksgiving dinner even if they find him, because the whole Santa land is very fond of gobbles the turkey now, so.
0: Yeah. Once you name a pet or, uh, you yes. know, food, you don't, don't name your food. That's <laughs>
1: yeah. Especially they put up little missing posters all over Santa land. Aww. So, you know, gobbles is, you know, he's become very familiar to the whole place. So, yeah, but there's also going to be uh, there's a big, they've discovered the the Macy's Halloween parade. So, mm. and in New York, so they're going to have their own, um, their own, uh, I mean, I'm, not, I'm sorry. Thanksgiving parade. Right. I'm getting all confused with Thanksgiving and Halloween now. Um, <laughs> so they're having a big Thanksgiving parade down Christmas in Christmas Town. Mrs. Claus is um, going to have to learn how to twirl, I guess, because they need a majorette. Because the main majorette um, or one of the majorettes gets gets killed at a kind of pre-Thanksgiving dinner. She's got to solve who killed this person. It's, a, mm-hmm. it's one of the Claus family who gets murdered, and um, she also has to figure out where the turkey is. So lots going on.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: It's always busy there. <laughs> <laughs> it is.
0: Well, I uh, people who listen to my show know I, I genuinely love this series, and I'm always excited to get a new one. So with any luck, uh, this week of Thanksgiving week, I'll be reading uh, Mrs. Claus and the Trouble with Turkeys. and. Helping it uh, get me into a Thanksgiving mood, so
2: <laughs> yeah,
0: and and make making that transition to Christmas time, so that's yeah. always <laughs> enjoyable. And I, I love I love the names of your elves; they're just uh, so perfect, um, uh, butter beans and <laughs> all that. Oh yeah, that's <laughs> great. <laughs> and of course, we won't. Uh, I'm sure uh, Constable Cringle Kring- will or Crinkle will. Uh, yeah try to mess things up or or arrest the wrong person.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well, they have their own thing going on They're They're trying to make a big float for the parade. Mm -hmm. Um, And so they've, (laughs) they, their theme is donuts and they're, they've kind of gone into uh, they're colluding with uh, Puffy's all day donuts for the, for the constabulary's uh, parade float. So they're going to be tossing donuts into the crowd. (laughs) It's going to be a very popular float.
0: I was going to say, that's a parade I would go to. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm i not a big fan of parades. Um, and I don't know if maybe it's the Midwest where I live that we just don't do it right. Mm. Because honestly, the parades here, it's just like long lines of tractors and fire trucks <laughs> and the occasional um, high school band. But even then... <laughs> it's you know, yeah. you know, it's like, oh another fire truck, okay. Um <laughs> but,
1: but think if people were tossing donuts at you. Yes. That would be <laughs> so
0: much better, right. I did go to a parade in Omaha, uh, which is about an hour from us, and it was for I think it was for uh Labor Day and uh a restaurant chain um was handing out uh, slices of pie and they have great pie. Oh and yeah. So that was that was a good good parade. I got a piece of pie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my so, kind of parade. <laughs> that's right. I need baked goods. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess uh speaking of donuts, do you do you have a favorite donut?
1: I love an apple fritter. Apple fritters are probably my favorite. Is that a I guess well, is that a donut? I think it is.
0: But yeah, apple fritters, those are those are good. I love those. Um uh, yeah. I I consider them a donut. Yeah. And then uh, there's ones that are uh, we have, uh, they're they're like a, I don't know what they call them, uh, but they're full. They they have a Bavarian cream in the middle and then chocolate mm. icing on top, and oh, so good.
1: <laughs> Those are very good. Too. Yes, I, I, there's hardly a donut that I don't like, really.
0: I, I have not found <laughs> one yet. <laughs> I'll keep trying, but.
1: <laughs> I mean, even if I don't think it's the best donut in the world, it's it's still a donut, you know. Right. I mean, it have to be incredibly stale for me to think, oh, that's not worth it.
0: it even then, I might be willing to try it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, you have to test it, you know, before right. you can figure it out. Right. And then you can always dunk it, you know, if it's too stale. So, yep. kind of revive it.
2: <laughs> yep. Yeah.
0: Yeah. My, my dad's actually given me a couple of hints how to revive a stale donut. So... <laughs>
1: Now, that's what parents are good for. That's you know? right. <laughs> that good advice you need <laughs> yeah. to get yourself through life. <laughs> that's right.
0: <laughs> if you have a good cup of coffee, you can revive anything. So
1: <laughs> ask dad. He knows. <laughs> that's
0: right. Yeah. This is, uh, like I had mentioned, a th- Thanksgiving week, Thanksgiving day when uh, the episode will be out. And I-, I like to have a guest on to talk about Thanksgiving. It- Kind of take a little bit of break from all the Christmas um, craziness and 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 to have a few moments just to talk about it and to uh, also take some time to to just talk about what we're thankful for. But now you live in British Columbia,
1: I do. Yes,
0: it turns out you folks have a Thanksgiving Day as well uh, in October, I believe. Is that right?
1: We do. It's 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 it happened a month ago. But uh, I'm half American too, so I still uh, I still celebrate American Thanksgiving, and sometimes I invite my Canadian friends over for American Thanksgiving. It doesn't, it's not going to work out this year, so it's just going to be my husband and me, and having, (laughs) you know, a kind of modified Thanksgiving dinner, but, you know, I love Thanksgiving food. Thanksgiving was my favorite holiday when I was growing up. It was just, um, it was great because, you know, it, it was the great food, but also, I had six people in my immediate family and four of us were born during Thanksgiving week. So Mm. it was like Thanksgiving with cake and presents every other day. (laughs) It was just, it was always a lot of fun. So, and sometimes people's birthdays would fall on Thanksgiving. So you'd have Thanksgiving and then you'd have a birthday party too. So it was always, Mm. you know, there was always something something good happening. Usually, a, you know, one of us would get a game or something. And so there would be lots to do. After after we're stuffed full of food, we'd go mm-hmm. play with the new basketball or whatever we had, you know.
0: Now, is there much of a difference between a Canadian Thanksgiving and American Thanksgiving?
1: It's it's the scope. Uh, it's the size. I think of the, it's it's a more modest uh holiday up here it really is just you know you kind of get the day off it's a monday holiday here Mm. um and so it's a long weekend and usually it's a very family you know but but immediate people don't usually travel um Mm. to to go visit far-flung family um it's not a big um it's not a big just horrible mess at the airports or anything like that there's nothing like that and of course there's no black friday after it so i mean there's <laughs> none of this like crazy beginning of the crazy shopping era yeah. or or moments so um it's uh it's just a more modest holiday but it is al- almost exactly i think there are some uh specific foods they eat here but it, a lot of it's very much some very similar mm. um because i think i mean most of Well, I shouldn't say this because this isn't really true, but I mean, you know, I mean, most of Canada is kind of, uh, most of the people in Canada live sort of along the U S border or close to it. You know, we're Mm -hmm. in the South mostly. And so, you know, a lot of our foods kind of overlap, but a lot of places have their own special region, regional specialties too.
0: Yeah. Uh, You know, I live, uh, in, in Iowa, we have, there's food here that we've, I've been introduced to that I had never heard of, you know, when I was out out on the West Coast um, years and years mm. ago. One is something called uh, Watergate Salad.
1: That, that does not have a good sound, does it? <laughs> no. <laughs> like something about Richard Nixon. or <laughs> I know.
0: I, I think it actually, that's where it pulls the name from. It was kind oh, really? of invented around that same time. And it's like this green pistachio pudding type dessert mm. with crushed pineapple in it, and uh, not mushrooms, uh, marshmallows.
1: Oh, you know, I think I've seen that, and I didn't know what it was. Yeah. Is it like in a Jello mold? Yeah, kind of. Or... Um, it's, yeah. It,
0: well, it's kind of, it's like a Jello fluff type thing. Yeah. 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 I personally don't like it, but my yeah. wife and her family, this is like, this was almost a deal breaker for her when she found out I didn't really care for it, you know? <laughs> it's like, oh, wait a minute.
2: <laughs> oh, <no. laughs>
0: I said, well, you're welcome to have it every holiday, but just don't expect me to eat it.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, when I was growing up, I mean, jelly, those jello salad, jello mold salads were always mm-hmm. such a big deal. And everybody would bring them, you know. So you'd have, you know, there would be a green one and there would be a red one. And there would be you know, <laughs> some of them would have fruit in them. And, you know, some would just have cream cheese or something mixed in. And it was, it was, um, it was always a thing. I haven't had one of those in so long. Yeah. It's good to hear that people (laughs) are still, uh, the tradition continues.
0: (laughs) Yes. And it is a, it is a very sacred food item for Thanksgiving and for Christmas dinner, both. It's if if there's not Watergate salad, it's um, was it really a holiday, you know?
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's great. Yeah. yeah.
0: And of course uh, I've, it's become tradition now where I start making fun of it and and uh, all that too. So <laughs> I'm like, you do know they make good desserts now, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> I got to be careful because I don't really actually want to hurt anyone's feelings, but <laughs> it's it's like that's that's just a little too uh, too much for me. I don't think I could. I don't I don't care for that.
1: <laughs> well, the best thing, you know, the great thing about. Thanksgiving is this, this huge meal. And then the best part is the desserts. And so, you know, it's just, mm-hmm. it's just kind of a crazy time, you know, it's just mm-hmm. stuff fest, you know? Oh yeah.
0: If you're doing it right, there'll be something for you to eat there. So <laughs>
1: yeah, or, or overeat there. <laughs> oh, definitely.
0: <laughs> I just found out from my doctor that I have high cholesterol. So I, I'm having oh, to kind of no. change how I eat and I'm, it's like, why did you tell me this now as we're about to enter into the Thanksgiving and Christmas season? Yeah. Can I start, you know, dieting next year? Can I, yeah. Can I put it off for a little while?
1: <laughs> New Year's resolution. <laughs>
0: there there you go. Yeah. Yeah. So actually I'm going to um, try to be looking out for some kind of, um, you know, heart healthy Christmas dessert. Treat kind of thing. See what I can come up with. So
1: maybe it's Watergate salad. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> <Uh-oh>. <laughs> well,
2: <laughs> uh oh. Well,
0: I guess I won't be having dessert then. <laughs> Actually, uh, the amount of whipped cream that goes in that—I don't know if that would oh, be. Oh, really? <laughs> okay. Well, well now not.
1: I'm kind of interested. <laughs> I'll cream? I'll have All to right.
0: um have to send you the recipe. See if I can get it for my wife. <laughs> I, I, there might be another name it's called, but that's like the name everybody calls it around here anyway. So my wife's parents are from New York, upstate New York. So that might be something that they've carried from New York into, mm. into our area. I, I have no idea, but whatever it is, it's, it's what's for dinner. So <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's hilarious.
0: Well my uh but my favorite uh, Thanksgiving dish of course is is turkey. Um that's pretty traditional, mm-hmm. but I'm a pretty traditional guy, so I really don't have anything um, I would consider too out of the ordinary I would have for Thanksgiving dinner. Um just you know, turkey, stuffing potatoes, all, all the good stuff.
1: Yeah. I like mac and cheese. My husband makes a good mac and cheese and Stuffing and all, all the sides. I love all the sides. I love, I love the desserts. That you don't really like. I love pecan pie, mm-hmm. but I never really want to have a pecan pie except maybe one slice per year. <laughs> you know, so um, uh, so it's always it's always nice to have the a pecan pie opportunity. You know, <laughs> Thanksgiving.
0: Yeah, pecan pie is one that I really never uh, enjoyed it's it, it just, I think it's too sweet. It is. It's, it's it just, is
1: incredibly sweet. You know, yeah. it's just, uh, it's like a shot of sugar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and
0: it might just be for me, it, it, that's just too much. It's,
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, but they sure smell good when they, when they, when they bake, I that that's yeah. for sure.
1: Yeah. You can really, you can really overdose on pecan pie too. I mean, if you're not careful, that's why mm. I just think, you know, it's it's one of those things that you really would only want to have once a year, you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. and some people apparently don't want to have it ever. <laughs> so, um, uh, but I like, I also like sweet potato pie because I grew up in a place where there were a lot of sweet potatoes. So I love, I always love sweet potato time.
0: Yeah. Uh, now, somebody told me just recently that that was one of their favorites and they said it's better mm. than pumpkin pie, although mm-hmm. they're very similar, I think, aren't they?
1: Yeah. The spices are very similar, but it's got a different texture. Pumpkin pie, after you've had sweet potato pie, pumpkin pie seems really kind of mushy. I mean, it's just mm. a different text. Pumpkin is, it's not as firm. So um, I don't know. There's something about sweet potato pie. I really like the like the flavor of it.
0: Yeah, that's. I mean, it sounds good. I, lo- I love sweet potatoes.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: My wife has a couple of uh, recipes she makes. One is like uh, it's like a, a chicken sweet potato chipotle dish. It, it's, mm. it's it's basically um, chicken and cheese on sweet potatoes and and chipotle seasonings and peppers, I guess, uh, whatever they are. Anyway, it's it, whatever it's in it. It's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, that sounds amazing. It's really good. A little bit of a spicy kick to it, which I I like, but mm-hmm. but it's not. Too bad where, you know, you're chugging milk or something.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, and then she just made a uh a beef stew the other day, uh, and had uh chunks of sweet potatoes in it and oh man, it's so good.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: Well, uh folks, this episode is guaranteed to make you hungry. <laughs> if, <laughs> which is a good thing it's Thanksgiving today That. <laughs> <laughs> well, one of our uh traditions I like share things that we're thankful for uh, this year. You know, I was wondering if, if you had a couple of things you could share that you're thankful for uh, this, for this past year, or past couple of years, even.
1: Well, this year, it's been a really kind of hard year for my family. So mm-hmm. I'm really, really thankful for all of my family that are, that I'm lucky to have still with me. And I, you know, my dad was sick just recently and um, with, you know, some heart trouble and, So I'm just so thankful that, you know, we're all still here and still, uh, still feeling good. You know, he's doing a lot better. And so that is my, my biggest thing that I'm thankful for this year. And I'm always thankful that I'm able, I mean, I'm just incredibly lucky in that I just, I get to write books and do the thing I love best. So I find that I'm, i I'm never out of gratitude for that. You know, I love, I love what I do. It's incredibly lucky that I get to do what I do. And, um, so, and I'm thankful for, you know, being able to do that and all the people who, you know, enjoy what I do and take time to tell me that they enjoy it. It's really wonderful too. It's a really great thing. So those are my two big ones.
0: I I think many can share in that, um, that i uh, that philosophy that idea you know that we have our our loved ones with us uh, those those moments are so um just so precious when we have them yeah. and this year I, I am going to say this might sound silly but i i'm very thankful for our for our dog pumpkin uh, we were talking about her before yeah. <laughs> we started recording and i i am an animal lover i i, I just really enjoy having pets but our our dog we got her in october of last year and we hadn't had a dog for quite a while we went to the um, humane society to the shelter and said okay we're we're just looking today we're not going to get anything don't get our hopes up and everything but she was such an immediate perfect fit for our family that it was mm-hmm. like you know i know we said we were going to make a last minute decision here but i think we need to because she just had the right temperament for us she was what we needed like many people, I think our, our mental health had really kind of taken a hit this past, uh, well, last year, that past year or two. And, yeah. you know, we were needed to make some changes just in like exercise and lifestyle and things. And 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 get, getting a dog who is so active and is so excited to, you know, go for walks and things has really helped us this past year to get out more. Um, unfortunately, it didn't help, you know, lower my cholesterol at all, <laughs> but... <laughs> <laughs> That's not her fault. <laughs> but, you know, and and she's such a, uh, just a sweet dog around us that um, I know dogs don't replace people and all that, but I really appreciate and I'm thankful for uh, having her be in our family and just uh, being such a perfect fit for us.
1: Well, animals, they, they take up such a big, they take up a big, big part of your life because they're so dependent. And they never stop being dependent. And they're just so present in in your house, you know, when you have them. It's just, mm-hmm. I just remember, I haven't had animals for a, a little while, but I remember that feeling of just, you know, if you're sitting in a room and suddenly the cat walks in and it's just, it's just great. You know, it just is immediate distraction, this immediate <laughs> feeling of having this little kind of little alien walking through your house, you know, <laughs> who who is always seems to really like you, you know, it's pretty great. So um, I don't know, I would, I understand being very thankful for pets, you know,
0: if she wants to go out, you know, she'll start nudging me out of my chair. I mean, literally, you know, using her <laughs> head to kind of push me out. And uh, it's the funniest thing. So when we had the, the time change um, in uh, this past, well, this past weekend, when we're oh, recording, right, yeah. um, she, You know, she wakes us up about an hour earlier than she usually does. It's like, oh, no, (laughs) we can still sleep. Go back to bed.
1: (laughs) She can't read the clock. (laughs) Right, right.
0: (laughs) Uh, But, yeah, I'm real grateful for that. And I also wanted to express my gratitude for my family as well. I know that's kind of a cliche, but, you know, even as you said, it's I'm just thankful that we're together. We have good health uh, for the most part. I know like my my in-laws have had some health struggles this past year, and you know i'm I'm getting into middle age now where I have to start being concerned about different things and all that I'm um, watching my kids i've got my two sons now are done with high school my oldest is in college, and just watching them grow up and becoming little adults it's 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 just really gratifying to see that and and that they're making their way and my daughter grace she's just starting high school and <laughs> has had all the all the uh, drama that goes with that, but Mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's just great. They're turning out to be really wonderful people and I'm, and I'm so thankful for that. And it's neat to see that. Uh, definitely. Um, also would invite anyone listening to, to just mention, send us a message or comments or something, what you all are thankful for. Um, it's, I think it's, I, I, I'm kind of glad Thanksgiving is kind of right in the middle of, of, this whole Christmas time because it's it's good to kind of center our attention on gratitude as we head into December. I know sometimes we can get accused of you know forgetting about Thanksgiving, but I always look at Thanksgiving as a part of our Christmas celebrations. So
1: <laughs> it's sort of the the kickoff <laughs> in a way,
0: right? Yeah, I I call it the you know the official official start of Christmas. You know, <laughs> most of us. Are probably early November, uh, and then others are even earlier than that. It's, it, it could be something we forget, but uh, we're we're definitely wanting to make time for that.
1: <laughs> so, how long after Thanksgiving do you wait before you start kicking into serious Christmas mode? I mean, when does your tree go up? Our,
0: our tree will will go up uh, Friday after Thanksgiving.
1: Uh, oh wow! Okay,
0: that's that's, <laughs> that's about... hardcore. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I know I know some will do it actually beforehand. You, you know, uh, it's some it will depend if they have like a lot of decorations to put up. Uh, you know, I know some will have have a crazy amount of Christmas trees in their house and around, and so they they get started in October or early November. But uh, my my wife has told us we're not allowed to put any tree up or anything until after Thanksgiving. So it's like okay, Friday it's after Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> up it goes
1: <laughs> looking at your watch through dinner <laughs> right
0: yeah technically it's uh we're done with thanksgiving dinner The
1: third's <laughs> <dessert's> over <laughs>
0: put up the tree yeah but yeah we'll we'll get it up about as soon as we can uh and then then you know my my wife is ready for it to come down a couple days after christmas she doesn't mind it she's not one that wants it sit down the day after but if it if it lasts too long into the new year she's She's like, okay, this thing needs to go away now.
1: <laughs> well, if you put it up in November, then it's probably dripping needles.
0: Well, we we have a fake tree, so. <laughs> oh, okay. That's yeah.
1: Because I was wondering, how do you keep that tree alive all those weeks? <laughs>
0: yeah, I, I I don't think I'd even try it.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh well, that's good. Artificial trees are good too. That's, yeah. Um, yeah. The only great thing about them is the smell, you know. Mm. They, there's, it's just having that huge tree in your house. It just creates such a a good smell, you know. But you can do little boughs of of evergreen, and does the same thing.
0: Do you have a, a real tree then?
1: No. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not actually a big uh, Christmas decorator. I don't have. I don't go crazy for uh, Christmas decorations because mm-hmm. I always. It was always so depressing to take them down. (laughs) But yeah, I usually just like put decorations around and, you know, actually I have little decorations that I, I never take down. Mm. in fact, one of them is my, my little um, snowman, Charlie from, Uh he was like from Sandland slings. He's got the name of old Charlie and he just, he's kind of my muse. He sits on my computer all year. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. Yeah, yeah
0: I, I actually I have I have a print of one of the illustrations from a Christmas carol. Mm-hmm. Um it's uh the um The Ghost of Christmas present, you know, where um you, you probably would recognize it if you saw it. You know, he's sitting on the food and Scrooge is down there looking shocked and it, it's a print from one of from the first edition and I have that framed and it's in in our living room. I, I, I left it up once one year just to see how long it would take my wife to, uh, to notice. And she, she didn't say anything <laughs> for quite a while. And it was well into the year and, and we're joking about Christmas or something. And then she, she says like, I don't think I haven't noticed that Christmas picture hanging behind your chair. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: that's hilarious.
0: But I, I really like it just even as a work of art. It's, it's just, it's one of those little things that make me happy when I see it, you know? And I, I, as much as I joke about it, I don't know if I could handle having Christmas decorations up year round. I do kind of like the break, so it gives you something to look forward to. Uh yeah. but I I like having a little just a little reminder here and there like
1: little hint. Yeah. I was looking at a picture of a friend's house and he had he had a, shown his fireplace and it was a recent picture and there were Christmas stockings like on either side of his mantle. Mm. And somebody was asking him, you know, (laughs) have you already started decorating for Christmas? And he said he never had taken them down. So (laughs) then I started thinking, well, you know, that actually sounds kind of fun to have your Christmas stocking up all year round. Cause you could, you know, if you had your spouse and you had your, your Christmas stockings up, I mean, you could kind of slip things in throughout the year and see if they ever noticed, you know, kind
0: of fun there was one christmas when uh when my daughter was younger um she was really getting into the giving gifts and and catching the excitement of that and -hmm. and and, and very genuine about it too she so she would start like making little pictures and little homemade gifts and would be sticking them in my stocking every every day it seemed like and and if i didn't (laughs) notice she'd get kind of upset like Hey, have you have you checked your stocking yet, daddy? You know. <laughs>
2: like, oh, That's okay. Well, we got to wait for Christmas,
0: okay? <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know about you, but I have I have some great plans for this Christmas season to uh to be get some reading done. Mm-hmm. Um I've got a couple of great books I'm looking forward to. And, and you mentioned too that you were you were you've been thinking about what you're going to read this this coming uh Christmas time. Uh, yes. do you have do you have anything you're looking forward to reading
1: well um yes actually I've started reading I got this I found in my little free library I found this collection called a Vintage Christmas and it's full of uh stories by Louisa May Alcott and Charles Dickens and Lucy Maud Montgomery and I was just reading this morning there's a there's a letter from Mark Twain to his three-year-old daughter that he wrote as if he were Santa Claus. Mm telling her what she needed to do in order to get she, I guess she had asked for like a trunk of doll clothes or something. And he, he's telling her, he's giving her instructions that, you know, he's going to come back and talk to her, but she needs to talk through the door at, you know, such and such time in the morning. And, <laughs> and, and, but not to tell, you know, not to tell, not to look through the door. Cause it's obviously going to be him talking to her. It's mm. very, it's a very bizarre <laughs> document but it's it's very entertaining um gives you a kind of sense of how he must have been as a dad you know he had all these elaborate like little ruses he was playing on his kids um so i've started reading that and it's full of short stories and and some poetry i'm, I'm not really a big poetry person but you know i guess christmas poetry i guess um, and then i've got uh i've got some audiobooks that i downloaded Um, And one of them is from last year and it's called uh, a Christmas candy killing by Christine Romerle. Have you heard of that? It's a cozy mystery um, about two twin sisters who've opened uh, a kind of crime, a a mystery bookstore and chocolate shop in a little town. I think it's in Wyoming. Um, And it's, it's pretty fun i mean they're they're naming their chocolates after after poisons and mysteries which i don't know how that's appealing as a customer but it's very fun to read about and um yeah so i started listening to that and i've also got the um have yourself a deadly little christmas by vicky delaney which Mm -hmm. um it's part of her year-round mystery series which i haven't read because it's kind of um I don't know. It's kind of in my, I don't know, a year round Christmas village is sort of kind of close to where my imagination lives. And I, (laughs) you know, I don't like to get, you know, too close to that, but it just, it just looked good to me. So, you know, I just got, it was an impulse buy off of uh, audible.com and, you know, so I, I had to get it. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that and also got a, an MC beaten, uh, a Highland Christmas, which is the Hamish Macbeth series, one of Mm -hmm. them. And I've never read the Hamish Macbeth series. Have you?
0: Uh, not all of them, but yeah, I've I've read a a handful.
1: Oh, okay. Um, so anyway, I wanted to just I was just thinking it sounded good and it sounds Christmassy, and I wanted to give it a try. So sure, I've got a lot of. Um, I'm I'm an editor on my local um, uh, Sisters in Crime chapters mm-hmm. anthology for next year. Uh, and we're doing uh, all of our reading, our short story, our short story reading in the next month. So um, going up to Christmas, I'm not going to have a lot of time for physical reading because I'm going to have to be reading a lot of short stories. So, um, so I'm kind of focusing on audiobooks more to get my my pleasure reading in. Mm-hmm. Not that not that these short stories won't be pleasurable too, but you know, <laughs> right. it's just uh, it feels more like an assignment. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. A fun assignment, but still, you know.
0: Right, yeah. No, that that makes perfect sense. Um, but yeah, I I've heard of a couple of those books, but I haven't read any of them. Um, although the uh, Vicki Delaney one, I I am reading that series, but I don't I don't remember. I know there's a couple left in that I I still have to catch up on.
1: I think it's a fairly recently recent one, and I'm very bad because I never read. Books in series order. I'm very bad about reading them out of order. So, um, yeah, I, I just picked the one that looked good to me and, and bought it. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm a barbarian. <laughs> <laughs> there, yes.
0: <laughs> um, it's like I have to read them in order, but I'm getting a little bit better, especially with cozy mysteries. I get, I get a lot of authors, you know, sending me cozy mysteries that are, you know, Christmas based and it's like book five or six or whatever. And like, okay, I can't go back and read all four to get caught up. But the cozy mystery tends to lend itself to being able to read out of order more than yeah. most series would. So I'm getting better at it.
1: <laughs> but yeah. there, are, there are some series that I'll read in order if I'm, but you know, some of these cozy mysteries, they come at you fast and furiously. So if you don't, if, you, if you're waiting to get caught up, by reading them in sequence then you know you'll get really far behind I found. So <laughs> right. I mean sometimes you have to skip one or two. Um
0: right. Not yours of course but not you know, mine. O- others. No, yeah. <laughs> no.
1: <laughs> yeah. I do try to make it to where um somebody who hasn't been in the world before hasn't you know I try to kind of introduce although mm-hmm. I don't I don't think I'm introducing things at length like I used to. I mean mm-hmm. I'm kind of because that would get really tedious <laughs> for the people who have read the series, but I try to like get people a little caught up at the beginning to, you know, set the stage and who mm-hmm. these people are and you know what's going on. Because mm-hmm. I know it is it is kind of bizarre if you're just picking up this book and thinking, what is? <laughs> there are snowmen talking. What, <laughs> what's going on? I know on here. what. <laughs> snowmen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I always like the snowman. If I get a snowman opportunity, I'm always happy. <laughs> yeah.
0: I love, I love the snowman. And what was it? Was it the uh, the book last year? They had uh, snowboards or something they could fly around on. That was, that yeah. was great.
1: <laughs> this year there's a snowman um, in trouble with turkeys. There's, I introduce a new snowman character who um, he loses his hat. And so the constable, constable Crinkles, gives him a spare hat that he has around the constabulary. And so now the snowman is convinced he's a he's a constable too. <laughs> <laughs> he, Love it. He runs around acting like a policeman. <laughs> <laughs> of course, he can't run. He just stands there and <laughs> and issues orders at people. <laughs> so. It kind of cracks me up. <laughs> yeah,
0: love it. Love it. Love it. Well, I I'm looking forward. I've got a I've got probably more books listed than I can read this this December. So <laughs> Well, that's the way to do it. <laughs> that's right. It's always better to have more than too few.
1: So what's on your list? You always have good books for recommendation. So I got my pencil here. I'm ready to go.
0: <laughs> well, I I'll be reading um a book uh cozy mystery um uh, Slashing Through the Snow by uh Jacqueline Frost.
1: Yeah. Yeah,
0: hers take place at a Christmas tree farm. Yes. Uh, and I think that's book three or four is where I'm at. Uh, and then if I have time, I might actually read that in November and then read the next one in December. We'll see. But I, I really I've never enjoyed...
1: read any of the Jacqueline Frost books, but it's uh, the it's the pseudonym for Julianne Lindsay, who mm. is a, a very prolific, uh, cozy mystery writer. And her books always crack me up. She, I find her so fun. She's just great.
0: The one I, I read by her earlier this year, um, that the dead body was found in the uh, like in a giant candy dish. It was this huge candy dish, and the body was in there. And like, oh man, that's gonna leave some trauma, <laughs> yeah. kids. You find that. But <laughs> one another one I really want to get to is called uh, American Christmas Stories, and it's edited by Connie Willis. She's a sci-fi mm-hmm. writer. Yeah. And she actually has a lot of Christmas themed short stories.
1: Does she really?
0: Yeah, there's um there's a collection she put together called uh, it's called Feels Feels a lot like Christmas or a lot like Christmas and it's like all of her Christmas short stories in in one novel. So you, or one collection. See so you've got stories that are kind of uh like a dark twist to them or kind of something very humorous or tragic and it all has a little bit of a sci-fi element to it. Yeah. That, that was really enjoyable.
1: So do you read her sci-fi books too?
0: I do. Yeah. Yeah. She's become one of my favorite sci-fi writers. I'm starting to I've read enough where I've gone back now I'm starting I'm trying to read her all of her books and track them down. But uh this one she's I think she's just the editor on, but it's just a collection of short stories about Christmas and I've got that. Let's see. Uh there's there's a, a mystery another one called uh, the usual santas um and i can't remember who who did that one but it's i think it's um there might be another one i'm mixing it up with now but it's it's like a mystery that takes place among mall santas and they're, yeah. they're trying to solve <laughs> solve the mystery that one i'm really looking forward to and then um of course i'll be rereading my uh, my yearly uh reread of a christmas carol on on the podcast, I'm I'm thinking of reading some of uh, Anthony Trollope's Christmas short stories. Which
1: oh, excellent!
0: And that might be the the story project I, I read uh, for the podcast this uh, Christmas time. Uh, the one uh, Christmas at Thompson Hall by Anthony Trollope. It's just a novella, uh, but it, it's a lot of fun. It, it's kind of a case of mistaken identity storyline where this this group is gathered in Thompson Hall for for the Christmas holidays and a, a lady ends up going into the wrong room. And <laughs> that's oh. all I'll say because it's, it's so funny. And she's, she's trying to help her husband with, um, he, he's like sick. And so she makes this mustard pack and goes <laughs> and, and puts it, she thinks she's putting it on her husband and it turns out it was somebody else. And
2: <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's really hilarious. good. Yeah. yeah. I believe
0: that's, that's that one. I, I, uh, I haven't read it in a couple of years, but I, I'm it's either that's the one at Christmas at Thompson Hall or it's in that collection. But it's, it's just really funny. And uh, Trollope is just a great author. Uh, I, I just came across yeah. him a few years ago. But.
1: Oh, he's one of my favorite. I was I was telling somebody to read. He knew he was right a couple of days ago. And he just I don't know. All of them. <laughs> yeah, I haven't read a bad Anthony Trollope book.
0: Yeah, I I've read his two series that he uh, he did. Barchester um mm-hmm. Towers series and then the uh the other one. <laughs> Can oh, remember. So you've
1: read all the Palliser novels? Palliser, yeah. Oh, I see. I I got um I'm still I got um held up in by the second Phineas book. Mm-hmm. I just I couldn't face it. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm stalled out halfway through, but I need to finish them because, um, I just didn't like Phineas that much as a character. And I thought, oh no, now I have to go through all of this again, He's but, back. um, <laughs> yes, but I, I need to get through it. Cause you know, I love him and I've heard that the last books are really great. So I need to, I need to hmm. finish that. So maybe next year.
0: <laughs> the Belton estate. That was really good.
1: Oh yeah. That is a good one. I've read that one. I can't remember. I can't remember what happens, but I know I've read it. <laughs> yeah, it is it, just like
0: classic Anthony Trollope and I read it as a part of a online book club I'm a part of. I think mm-hmm. sometimes he can tend to kind of reuse a, a plot a little bit, mm-hmm. but you know, still it's good, but
1: Yeah, there are there are a lot of like common uh, situations that come up in Anthony Trollope. So sometimes I get confused. I'm like, oh, did that happen in you know the Three Clerks, or was that Lady Anna, or you know, right. I just get a little Miss McKinsey. <laughs> I don't know. So
0: I think all of us who read it were like, this is great. Uh, we one 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 lady did say that she has found a couple of bad Trollops, but for the most part, they're they're really good. So. <laughs>
1: There, there's some, sometimes I find things in trial that I don't like very much, but, um, or, you know, they're like an ending I didn't think was really great, but, yeah. uh, for the most part, I mean, they're just so much fun as you're reading them that I don't really, I don't really care. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. It, his, his humor, I enjoy, and I love just the way he sets a scene even and when he's just talking mm-hmm. about the atmosphere or something or.
1: I like the way he 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 actually will he he the way he does characters, he'll he'll take a very good person or the person he's set up to be, you know, a very good person, and they'll do something that's just not quite or they'll have thoughts going through their heads that are just not quite worthy of, the, <laughs> of their status as the good person. So he's always kind of uh, playing with um, you know people the good people not behaving very well and the supposedly really bad people trying to you know, also not behaving well but sometimes they'll kind of they'll kind of have a little redemption in them Mm -hmm. so i really i always love that you know i love especially he'll have it's almost like you know he has these kind of scroogey characters where i mean not not like Scrooge, but, you know, usually it's an older character in the book who has very hidebound ideas about how people should be behaving and what they should be doing. And then, you know, the story kind of works on them to where they realize, you know, they've got to loosen up or they're going to be, you know, they're going to lose all the people they love around yeah. them. So there are a couple of stories where people have these great transformations, you know, that are actually pretty believable. Um in terms of the story. And I always, those are always really great. He does those characters really, really well. Like Lady Lufton and then Framely Parsonage. And
0: yeah.
2: You
0: know? Yeah. Um, I, I read in October. I, I, well, I started reading um, the way we live now. Mm. Uh, and I, I actually had to <laughs> give up on that one about halfway through.
1: It's really good, but it is, it is, it is a doorstopper. Yeah. yeah.
0: I had, I had, too many started at once. I don't know what I was thinking, but I I, I was getting yeah. that plot confused with, I was reading Man and Wife by Wilkie Collins. Oh, and then, yeah. And then I was reading The uh, *The Odd Women. Mm. Is that, I think, by George Gissing.
1: Gissing, yeah.
0: Yeah, and I was getting all the plots confused, and I'm like, okay, I got it. Yeah. <laughs> let's just do one at a time here. <laughs> Three
1: at once is pretty, it's a yeah. lot.
0: Well, I, was, I actually had... Um, a Fourth one going that I <laughs> just oh. kind of went out, but uh, this one is called uh, A Burglary by Amy Dillwyn.
1: Oh, yeah, I was just hearing about that. Really good. good, yes, yeah. Because I heard Katie from Books and Things talking about that, yeah. So I was thinking,
0: hmm, yeah, someone sent me that book earlier this year, and um, so I, I waited to October to read it, and it, it, that's really fun. It's um, I it got a couple of different characters, but like one of the main Uh, female characters she she's kind of like this tomboy type character uh, as we call it but um, she gets caught up because uh, a friend of hers gets her jewels robbed from her house by this by this man who's a character in the novel as well and and so you you know like from the beginning who it is that stole the jewels that's not so much the mystery that the the plot is will anyone figure out it was him And Mm -hmm. in the meantime, he's falling in love with one of the characters and, but then realizes, you know, if I, if I pursue my, my love for this, for this woman, then everyone will find out that I'm a thief and I don't want them to find out I'm a thief. And then he gets pulled into the investigation and he's trying to kind of distract from, I don't know, (laughs) a lot of, a lot of threads being laid down.
1: That sounds really good. It just sounds really good.
0: And it's actually really funny too.
1: Oh, really? Oh, Uh, not
0: Uh, well it, maybe not like laugh out loud funny but there's a lot of um, yeah. light humor in it that's that's good. The young lady who's the main character she, she's like 17 or so she's just about ready to, to be you know to her coming out you know to, to balls and stuff and she really doesn't want to get married she doesn't want to deal with that. She loves collecting moths and, and bugs so there's <laughs> all these funny scenes yeah. where she's being distracted by bugs and moths that fly by and <laughs> And this one guy who's wanting to court her decides to catch her a couple of moths as a gift, and and she's <laughs> like, "These are common moths. Why would you give me these?" You know,
1: <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs>
0: it's really funny. So her her writing style, um, it took me a little bit to get into at first. I was joking that it seemed like she had just it was her first day with her new uh, thesaurus that she was. <laughs> oh really? <laughs> all these big words, but once you kind of get get used to that. It is is really enjoyable. Um doesn't have anything to do with Christmas though, but
1: <laughs> Oh yeah. We sidetracked. <laughs> yeah, that's okay.
0: <laughs> but yeah, that's that's one I, I just read uh, this year that I I think Oh, that
1: sounds fantastic. I got I've got to look that one up cuz I've never read anything by that author either. So yeah. It's a new new author to me.
0: Uh, you you'll have to buy a uh, like a print version. I don't think there's any like Kindle or audiobook available.
1: Oh, really? Well, that's kind of good because I I like print versions of old books too.
0: One of her other books is maybe a little more well known. That it's it's starting to become out in more types of of material, you know, uh, digital or e- ebook or audiobook. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the most part, it, it's like she's one of those authors that have been overlooked for many years. That people are just finally, you know, uh, rediscovering and and getting yeah. out. So yeah, yeah. I'm gonna keep an eye out for more of her work, uh, definitely. Uh, well, Liz, before we go, um, what's real quick? What's what's the future looking like for Mrs. Claus in in the book series?
1: Well, um, actually, at Christmas, I have a uh, another anthology with a Mrs. Claus novella in it, but it's it's for St. Patrick's Day. It's going mm-hmm. to be coming out at Christmas on Christmas week, but it's called the Irish Milks, Milkshake Murder Anthology. And it's, uh, so it's kind of St. Patrick's day in, in Santa land, which is fun. Cause it's the off season mm-hmm. and it's, I, it takes a place around like the ice ball tournament they're having. It's the closest thing I'm ever going to write to a sports book. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, there's that. And next year, right now I'm finishing up, um, uh, Mrs. Claus and the nightmare before new year's, which is be coming out in a year. And it's it takes place and in, in Santa Land uh the week between Christmas and New Year's and uh kind of mm-hmm. what happens after the sleigh takes off on Christmas Eve and what what goes on in Santa Land. And there are actually uh a couple of strangers come to Santa Land. So there's uh the elves are having to deal with like what happens when uninvited guests show up. <laughs> so, <laughs> Uh, like, what are they, how are they going to hide that they're Santa land from these, you know, curious strangers. So, um, anyway, so it's a, it's a fun, going to lots more, lots more Mrs. Claus to come. There's actually going to be another novella too. So got lots of, lots of Mrs. Claus writing to do the next, (laughs) next six months.
0: Yeah. Good. Good. Well, we'll, we'll try to, um. Uh, keep keep business going for you so
1: (laughs) thank you I appreciate it yeah it's good to have people reading these things if I'm gonna write them you know (laughs) (laughs) that's
0: right yeah definitely (laughs) now I I was gonna ask do you Mm -hmm. do you have any plans to maybe bring Santa and April like uh, to I think she's from Oregon like to have a mystery set outside of Santa land
1: Yes. In fact, that's the next uh, novella that I was talking about, oh, not okay. the milkshake murder, but the next one I'm writing after the New Year's book is going to be April Claus has to go to Oregon to take care of, of her, her inn gets flooded in the off season. And so she has to go down and like take care of things there. Some She gets some people who are elves, some mm. elves who want to tag along with her. That she's trying to disguise. <laughs> like these aren't elves, <laughs> but it's during it's another St. Patrick's Day story. So the people in the in the town of Cloudberry Bay, they they assume that you know these would be great uh, leprechauns for their St. Patrick's Day festivities. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> so they're very popular. <laughs> you know? so, Excellent. Um, Excellent. Yeah. Yeah. So there, it's going to be uh, a little novella set in Cloudberry Bay. So I'm really looking forward to that because. At the beginning of the series, we kind of we kind of envisioned it as, as you know, it would be, you know, sometimes they'd be in Santa land and then, you know, maybe in the summer they'd be, but we mostly focused on uh, the holiday books. So, mm-hmm. you know, they're usually in Santa land. There was, was really no call for them to go to Oregon <laughs> in the off season. So, but this time they, they finally get to do, and I, and I've kind of set up some, some characters down there. So I'm, I'm excited to like finally meet Muriel's throat. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The nemesis neighbor. (laughs) Yes. So so I'm excited about that.
0: Oh, how fun. Well, that's, uh, I'm glad to hear that. And again, I mean, this is, I I think the third time you've been on our, our show. You're welcome back anytime.
1: Oh, thanks. It's always fun.
0: Also, I just want to say thank you in, in the acknowledgements of this book you mentioned me in the podcast, and that that was really yeah. special. Thank you,
1: oh, well, you're very welcome. It's always great to you know i'm I'm very thankful to you know, the podcast for, you know, highlighting the mrs. claus series and and mm-hmm. all the cozy mystery series that you talk about. It's really great mm-hmm. great way to discover books too, you know
0: yeah well, one of one of my passions is finding. Um readers with the authors that they love, so i, I love making mm-hmm. that connection. um yeah, maybe I'm a librarian at heart. I don't know <laughs> so. all right, well, I gotta run. um, it's about time to put up some Christmas decorations, but
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> get on it. that's right. <laughs> Time's a wasting <laughs> that's
0: right uh, well, Liz, thanks for coming on um, and uh, you take care and have a merry Christmas,
1: all right, you too. Merry Christmas to everybody and happy Thanksgiving.
0: And that will do it for today. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you and your family and your fur babies all have the happiest of Thanksgiving. I live for this day because Christmas is finally in full swing tomorrow. You'll no longer be looked at as a weirdo if you celebrate Christmas, if you say Merry Christmas, if you sing Christmas songs. I mean, they still might look at you like a weirdo, but it's a little more socially acceptable now. So I can't wait to see what this season has in store for us. Now, stay tuned because I have coming up about three or four episodes right out of the gate uh, where I'll be talking to some authors about their new stories, some children's stories. I, I came across several children's authors. I didn't plan for it. That's just how it how it worked out. But they have written some beautiful, heartwarming stories of kindness and love uh, and Christmas, and I can't wait for you to meet them. Not only do they have an incredible story that they wrote, but they have lived incredible stories. We're gonna find out about them and how they celebrate Christmas, their memories, traditions, and so much more. I've got some stories planned coming out in December. Some more Christmas stories as well. Uh, for those of you who enjoy that, uh, fear not. I know I've had some uh, interview-heavy episodes of late, but it kind of helped me out in my uh, busy schedule to uh, do it this way. But I've got some great stories coming up. We're going to hear from Sherlock Holmes. Uh, we're going to visit a an Anthony Trollope Christmas story. And there might be a few surprises from Mr. Dickens along the way. So, until next time, I hope that you all are doing well. Go back to your nap now. And until next time, let's remember to honor Christmas in our hearts and try to keep it all the year. Have a very Merry Christmas. Thank you so much for listening to the Cozy Christmas Podcast. If you would like to help support the show, the best thing that you can do is to share it on your social media account, share it with a friend, leave us a rating and a review, because that really does help get the word out. I could not do this without you guys, and I appreciate it all so much. If you would like to help us out in a financial way, there are several options for you listed in the show notes. You can make a donation on ko-fi.com, and if you send me your address, I will send out a Christmas card with a bookmark or sticker, as my way of saying thank you. There's also uh, some t-shirts, podcast merchandise, hand-painted ornaments I've done over the uh, this past year. And a special thank you to Karen and Angela, your support, not just your financial support, but your encouragement, your positivity, your absolute joy over what I do here really helps keep the podcast moving. And it keeps me inspired to keep doing what I'm doing. So thank you and others who have given so generously this past year. Thank you. Until next time, Merry Christmas and take care.